4.30 in the afternoon and Mr. Cohen was sitting in his office on the fourth floor of his downtown building and working very hard as today was Thursday and he really wanted very much to leave work by 5.30 so that he can get home and help his wife get ready for Shabbos. He had asked his secretary to hold the calls, not to allow any interruptions. He had asked her not to allow people to come in his office so he could finish up all the different pieces of work that he needed to finish up for the weekend. And suddenly his phone rang. It was his secretary. Hi, Mr. Cohen. I'm really sorry to bother you, but there is this young boy and his friend who say they need to speak to you. It's urgent. A young boy and his friend? What does that have to do with me? I'm a person who deals with money. I'm a person who deals in the stock market. I don't have any reason to deal with young boys. They say they know you from Shul, from your, from your davening, where you daven. Um, all right, uh, do they have names? I'll ask them. Do you guys have names? Um, yes, my, my name is Sammy, and this is, this is my friend over here. Okay, one second. Uh, he said his name is Sammy? Oh, Sammy. Sure, send him in. I can use a little amusement. Oh, Sammy, Shalom Aleichem, how are you? Well, I, I could be better. Listen, um, I came to you because I need you to settle, uh, settle, settle between me and my friend. We're, we're fighting about something, and I need you to settle it. You need me to settle it? What, what's your fight about? You see, I was going to get a drink at the water fountain in school, and um, he was coming behind me, and he bashed into me, and so instead of me getting a drink of water, the water went in my ear, and my ear now hurts, and then I walked into class, and I tilted my head, and it fell. the water fell on my test paper, and the teacher took off points because my paper was wet, and so it's really his fault, and I think he should have to go to the teacher and tell the teacher it's his fault, and he should pay me some money or something, I don't know. Um, and what does he say? What's your name? Uh, my name is Yossi. All right, Yossi, what, what do you say? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's right. I mean, I, mean I, I, I bumped into him, but it was by mistake. And by mistake, I shouldn't be responsible. Well, Yossi, you, it was your fault. You shouldn't have been by mistake. You should have been more careful, even if you're by mistake. Um, I just have one question, Sammy. Why did you come to me? Why did you go to your Rebbe or your, or your... Mr. Cohen, aren't you a Cohen? Yeah, I am a Cohen, yes. So it's, it's the foolish in this week's Parsha. My Rebbe taught it in class. He did. Yeah, yeah. My Rebbe taught in class that you bring the bickering to the Kohen. The bickering? Yeah, when you bicker with your friends, when, that means when you fight with your friends, that's what bickering means, and that means then you bring it to the Kohen. So we came to you after school. No, no. I, I think, maybe if I remember correctly, I think that this week's parsha is a parsha of Bikurim. Bikurim, the first fruits. You bring the first fruits to the Kohen. The bickering goes to your Rebbe. Are you serious? Oh, man, I can't believe it. All right, fine. We're sorry to bother you, uh, Mr. Cohen. Uh, uh, bye. See you later. Oh, are you going to be in school tonight? Uh, no, but I'll see you later anyway. Whatever that means. Oh, gosh. And Sammy went away. Um, at 5.15, Mr. Cohen's secretary said, uh, Mr. Cohen, um, I'm cleaning off my desk. I'm going to probably leave a little bit early, about five minutes early. Is that all right? Oh, yeah, I really hope to get out of here on time. 
I, I really am looking to get out of here at 5.30. I should be gone. It should be great. All right. Um, so no problem. Just before you leave, let me know, okay? Uh, yeah, sure, no problem. About 10 minutes later, it's 5.25. And Mrs. Mrs. Secretary says, buzzes into Mr. Cohen's office. Mr. Cohen, I'm, I'm going to leave now. Uh-oh, uh, Mr. Cohen. Uh, Sammy is back. Oh. Okay. Uh, I guess send them in. <laughs> I hope it doesn't take too long. And Sammy comes in carrying a big basket full to the brim of something under a wrapping paper. And Sammy comes in, struggles in together with him is his, is his friend Yossi. And they're struggling together. And they bring it in and plop it onto Mr. Cohen's desk. Mr. Cohen says, uh, thanks, well, what is this? You didn't have to get me a gift just because I spent time with you. No, 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 no. Ah, this week's parsha is parsha Bikurim. You told us that, right? The first fruits, right? So we brought you some fruit. You are? Uh, yeah, look. Here, look. And they pulled off the top. And inside the basket was a big, gigantic watermelon. It's seedless, you know, said Sammy. And in the basket was a bunch of bananas. That's because we're bananas for the base. I make this to be rebuilt. And over here are some tomatoes. Why'd you get me tomatoes? Well, they were on sale in the store. So, in the store, yeah, well, we didn't have any first fruit, so we wanted to bring you Bikurim, but we didn't have any trees, so we just brought you from the store. Oh, but there's a problem, Sammy. Actually, there's lots of problems. What's the problem? First of all, the Bikurim doesn't apply if it's not your food. I bought it! It's mine! No, what I mean is it doesn't apply if you didn't grow it. It doesn't? No. And also there's another problem. These are not fruits. Yes, they are. I'm telling you they are. They're fruits. See? Here, look. Here's a watermelon. If you go, we're in the fruit section. And, and there's a tomato. And tomatoes are called fruits. My mom, somebody told me that once upon a time. And, and what about bananas? Bananas are fruits too. You know, if your mother wants you to eat fruits, they say, take a banana, right? Yeah, but see, actually they're vegetables. They're vegetables? Mm-hmm. No, they're not. Sammy, what bracha do you make on a banana? I don't eat bananas. I don't like bananas. If you would eat a banana, what bracha would you make on it? Probably, baracha ta'ashem alakinam that you made this food that doesn't taste good. <laughs> no, that's not there. Okay. What bracha would you make on a banana, Sammy? Uh, I, w- I would need a banana. All right, fine. What bracha do you make on watermelon? I don't eat watermelon. <laughs> Why not? Because, you know, the black seeds, the paint. But you told me it's seedless. Oh. Um, so what bracha do you make on it? I don't know. How about tomatoes? I don't eat tomatoes. Don't you ever eat pizza? Yeah. So, when you eat pizza, aren't you eating tomatoes? They're mushed. You don't make a brach on them. Good? Okay. So, actually, you make a brach on tomatoes and bananas and watermelon, the same bracha. Because they're actually not fruits. Oh. You mean I have to go buy apples, pears, and peaches? No, actually, you don't... No, 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 no. You don't need to give me any bikurim. Bikurim is only if you have first fruits, then you bring them to Yerushalayim, to the Beis HaMikdash, you bring them to Yerushalayim. But, it only applies to the fruits, to the seven special fruits of Eretz Yisrael. To the figs, and the dates, and the grapes, and the wheat, and the barley, and things like that. It doesn't, and the olives, and pomegranates, it doesn't apply to all fruits. Anyway, alright, listen Sammy, it's really, I think it's really time for, for you to... Uh, to head home because I want to head home too. It's going to be Shabbos tomorrow evening and I have lots to do. Sammy left. Mr. Cohen said Baruch Hashem and Sammy went home. That night at home, Sammy 
was looking through the yellow pages. And his father saw him and said, Sammy, what are you looking for? Oh, nothing, 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 nothing. That night was Mishmar. At Mishmar, in that shul, it was kind of like Mutzay Shabbos Live, or father and son learning. But um, not all the time did fathers come. Kids went to learn there all by themselves. So Sammy went to learn. And he was, of course, going to learn with one of his friends. And after Mishmar, there was a shear for adults. It wasn't related to Mishmar. It just happened to be in the same shul. And one of the people in the shear was Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith was a known, renowned surgeon who did lots of surgery for various people. And he was a big balchasset. And as Dr. Smith was walking into the shul in time for the shear, he was heading towards his seat when Sammy came over to him and asked, could I please speak to you for one teeny minute? Sure, Sammy, what's up? I'm wondering if I could schedule some surgery. Uh, maybe. You wanted some surgery. Okay, we could maybe schedule it. Yeah, I'm looking to get some surgery probably, I'm not sure when, but sometime in the near future, hopefully. And, and what do you need surgery on exactly? Do your parents know about this? Well, I wasn't going to tell them. Uh, well, surgery costs a lot of money, and probably your doctor has to decide that you need surgery. Oh, my Rebbe told me I need surgery. Your Rebbe maybe told you you need surgery on your brain? No, my Rebbe, no, my Rebbe didn't say mean things like that. But, no, my Rebbe told me I need surgery on my stomach. On your stomach? Why? What's wrong with your stomach? Well, he said that if you have a tummy, then you can't go to the base of Mikdash. And so I, I want to be able to go to the base of Mikdash to bring Bikurim because I want to bring, I want to bring some apples, pears, and peaches. Uh, no. What was it again? Plums, cucumbers, and... No. Oh, um, I don't know. Whatever it is. Grapes and something else. I wanted to bring them to the base of Mikdash. And if I, and if I have a tummy, then I'm not allowed to come to the base of Mikdash. So I want you to remove my tummy so I won't be able to have, won't have a problem. If you remove your tummy then you're going to have a little bit of a problem eating. Well, but how does anybody go to the base of English? It must be there's a lot of tummies. Maybe, like, is there a way to make a tummy that's, like, a detachable tummy? That you, like, you, like, you open up a flap in your, in, your, in, your, in, your, in your belly and you put in your tummy when you want to eat and then when you want to go to the base of English, you take out your tummy or something like that? No, I, I don't think exactly it works like that. Um... I don't think it's, it, it works like it works like that. But anyway, all right. You know what? I'll tell you the truth. I'll talk to your parents about it, okay? And we'll see what they say. All right, all right. But do it soon, because I'm really worried. But they think this will be built soon, and I'm gonna have to like go to be bring Bikurim and stuff. All right. So Sammy went back to school the next day. He told his rebbe about the surgery that was scheduled. Of course, his rebbe started to look at him funny. You scheduled surgery to do what? Um, Doctor Smith said he's gonna make me a, a tummy that I could take, put in and out, and it's going to be the new fat. I'm going to become rich. I'm going to make it like a big thing, and then people will be able to go to the base of English without a problem. What's the problem? Because if they're tummy, then they're not allowed in the base of English, right? So this way they won't have a tummy, and then we, they'll be able to go to the base of English. Why don't they just go to the mikvah? What? Go to the mikvah? What's Rebbe talking about? Whatever. Okay, anyway, class, let's sit down and learn. That evening... They went to Shul, Sammy, his father, his brother. And they're sitting in Shul and davening. Then they get up to Shimon Esrei and they stand up for Shimon Esrei. And they start the quiet Shimon Esrei, Baruch All of a sudden, in a loud voice, 
Sammy yells out, Go milk! I saw them tobin! Go there, go! Everyone in the show looks around. They already know Sammy. So they're like, all right, Sammy. But, I mean, they didn't say anything. They're middle school nursery. Of course, Sammy's brother's there, too. He gives Sammy a push, and Sammy was falling over middle school nursery. <laughs> After diving was over, um, everyone's trying to hide their smiles. Sammy's father's face is, like, bright red. His own embarrassed. And he's trying to get out of school quickly, and Sammy, no, we have to say good job, Mr. Ruff. Do we really have to? Ta, you always tell me you have to say good Shabbos to the Rav. Yeah, but I think today uh, the Rav doesn't want to say good Shabbos to us. How do you, how do you know? Uh, just a hunch. Uh, but but I, it's very important to me because I, I like asking the Rav Shilas. Yeah, we know that too. <sighs> oh, good Shabbos, good Shabbos. Oh, Sammy. Yes, Rav, good Shabbos, good Shabbos. Sammy, Sammy, I have one important question to ask you. Ah, ah, you're asking me a Shila. Oh, the Rav is a Shila for me. Uh, yeah, what can I help the Rav with? I have one little question, Sammy. I noticed in the middle of davening, suddenly there was a loud noise in shul. Uh, that was the guy behind me. He sneezed. I'm telling you, his yarmulke flew off. Mm, there was a different loud noise in shul. Oh yeah, that was Chaim. He knocked me over and I fell and I knocked over the stender and dropped my sitter. Right. I, I know that, but Chaim did that for a reason, right? Yeah, because he's a big, big bad brother. He's like, not a brother you want. No, I, right, whatever. Maybe, but um, Chaim did it because there was a loud noise before that, right? There was? Yeah, like somebody saying some words. Um, I don't remember. Maybe, did you say loudly, Gomel Chasadim Tovim or something? Oh, yeah, 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 of course, I said that, of course, of course, of course. Why, um, why, did, why, why did you do that? The Rav doesn't know. No, <laughs> it's halacha. I thought the Rav knows all the halacha. Uh-uh. I must have missed this one little halacha as I was learning through the halacha. Uh, really? Well, it's this week's parsha. Uh, uh, could you maybe give me a little more of a hint? I, I, I'm sorry, I just don't remember. All right, if the Rav wants me to tell him, I'll tell him. Because in this week's parsha, my Rebbe told me that that's what we're supposed to do. But did you notice that there were other kids in your class, like Avramel and Yerachmiel and Narshul? Yeah, but you know what? I don't want to say Lashon Hara, especially not on Shabbos, but I don't pay attention in class. <laughs> well, oh, I see. Whatever. Um, he, could you explain? Yeah, he said to Rashi. Rashi says in, in this week's parsha that it says when you bring Bikurim, it says, the Anisa the Amarta. And my Rebbe said, the Amarta means you should say, right? Right. right. So, Vanisa means, Vanisa means, and you should say loudly. The Torah, when it uses the word Vanisa, means to say it loudly. Say it really loudly. And Rashi says, you know what you're supposed to say loudly? You're supposed to say that Hashem did chesed. Hashem did kindness. So when you talk about Hashem doing kindness, you're supposed to say it loudly. So when I got to the words, Gaimel chasadim toizim, that Hashem does kindness, good kindnesses, I had to say it loudly. Gaimel chasadim toizim. Actually, Rav, how come you don't do that? Um, my Rebbe never taught me that Rashi. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think... A little while later, they got home. <sighs> they sit down at the Suda, and they're eating nicely, and it became Sammy's turn to serve, to bring in the soup. And Sammy went to the kitchen, he got a bowl of soup for his father, and he walked into the room to bring some soup for his father. And he looked at Chaim, who was sitting there, because it wasn't Chaim's turn to serve. And he gave Chaim a dirty look like... And... 
Chaim didn't know what he was talking about. And Chaim went on talking to his parents about whatever's happening in school. And you know, the other day we played a game. It was an amazing game of basketball. And I got 372 points. It was amazing. And then Sammy came back in with soup for his mother. And again, he looked at Chaim. And Chaim just looked back and continued talking. And this time Sammy was, was like really scowling. Chaim didn't know why. Chaim couldn't understand it. Sammy went over to Chaim's chair and he pulled Chaim's chair out from the bottom and Chaim fell right onto the ground. And ouch, that hurt. And he stood up and he started to chase after Sammy and he tried to grab him and he put him in a headlock and he tried to knock him to the ground. And meanwhile, Sammy's father and mother are like, guys, this is a Shabbos table. This is not a jungle gym. Quick, stop. Right now, stop. And his mother went to Sammy and his father went to Chaim and they grabbed him and said, boy, stop fighting right this minute. Now you're going to have to go to your room right now if you don't explain to me what happened. Sammy, why did you pull out Chaim's chair without any reason? Because he did a terrible Avera. And I had to make sure he would not do the Avera again. <laughs> well, Chaim, what Avera did you do? Mm. My Rebbe told us that when they brought Bikurim, that all the people they walked by stood up for them because when you see somebody doing a mitzvah, you're supposed to stand up for somebody when they're doing a mitzvah. And I was doing a mitzvah. I brought the soup for Utah, and I brought for the soup for Yuma, and he didn't stand up, and I was going to do another mitzvah, and I was afraid he wasn't going to stand up. And what other mitzvah were you going to do? I was going to bring soup for my older brother, Chaim, and he wasn't going to stand up when I was doing the mitzvah. Well, I said, if he's not going to stand up, then I bring the soup. That's going to be a problem. I'm going to make sure he stands up when I bring the soup. If I'm going to do the mitzvah, he's going to stand up. Well... I'm sorry to say that was inappropriate to do. But I think you should ask your Rebbe what the rules are about that first. Okay, I will. But I think that that's enough. I do think that um, after today, I know that you were trying to do the right thing, Sammy, but I think you need to take a little breather upstairs. Why don't you go upstairs and read a book or something in your room, and we'll call you back down when it's time for dessert. Because you don't usually eat the main course anyway. Yeah, well, I don't like chicken. That's not really their hurts to say. Why? The chicken's dead anyway. His feelings can't be hurt. Um, all right, Sammy, why don't you just go upstairs and we'll call you back for dessert, okay? okay. By the way, what's for dessert? Um, I'm not sure yet. You'll have to find out in a little while when you come back for dessert, okay? All right, fine. And so Sammy went upstairs. The mitzvah bikurim is to be brought beginning Shavuos time all the way till Hanukkah time. But the amira, the saying, the special paragraph of bikurim is said from Shavuos until Sukkot. And from Sukkot to Hanukkah, Bikurim is brought without any special Amira. And that's why I figured at the end of the Zman of the Iker bringing of Bikurim, makes sense to have a Bikurim story.